CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On 7 Podcast Network, listen different. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back with another solo episode. I have a lot going on in this episode. It's just like a big old mumbo-jumbo of topics. I'm going to be touching on a lot of things from last week because it was going down in my comments on some video clips, and I really want to get into it because, like, I was shocked. And if I have to see that shit, then you guys have to know about it because I think it's just really good learning experience but we'll get to that later um welcome back though if you are new here welcome simpin is a podcast where i basically pick a new song every week get into the lyrics and i use those lyrics to kind of explore conversations about relationships any type of relationship dynamic okay so we're gonna be talking about love heartbreak fighting fixing it all that bullshit and then i also pick tweets and tiktoks that i see that i want to get into if they are nice fun juicy topics i like to learn i like to just dissect i like to vent so yeah it's always a fun time on here and welcome back if you are a day one or just a long time listener i hope you're all having an amazing week make sure to pour yourself up some wine or tea whatever you are into roll one up i'm sipping my water right now because it is still daytime a little too early for me to be drinking but usually wine is my drink of preference when i record but we could just pretend cheers y'all all All right so this week i have a song that's actually on the simpin after dark playlist on spotify so make sure to go follow that if you are not it's called promise me by marg I wasn't sure at first if it was like Marg or Marge because there is no E at the end, but I did look it up. She is apparently from Argentina, but she moved here and stays in Los Angeles. And Marg is short for Margarita, so I love that name. I actually have not really checked out more of her other music, but I am super in love with this song. And I was just checking out her YouTube. Apparently, she kind of blew up a little bit from posting a lot of covers on YouTube. I'm a big fan of covers. If people can put their own twist on something, I don't even mind if they do it pretty much beat for beat. I just like hearing songs that I love in a completely new way. It just gives it a little, you know, a little je ne sais quoi. But it's a vibe. I used to always watch covers on YouTube. So I definitely am going to be checking hers out later. But the song I'm going to be talking about is called Promise Me, and it is for sure a simpy one, so I hope you guys are ready. Like I said, it's like a big old mumbo jumbo of topics today, so I'm going to just get into her stuff a little bit and then try to segue it into all these topics that I have because I do kind of have a lot that I want to get into. I guess I'll give you a quick rundown of topics in case you are curious. I know I'm always like that, so... 
want to talk a little bit about like chronic fight or flight and how that affects relationships. I want to talk about the difference between being controlling and setting boundaries. I have two TikToks I'm going to be talking about. One's about just like being high maintenance, I guess, quote unquote. Has to do a little bit with dating and things that I have been talking about recently. And then there's another one that also in a way is about dating, but it's mostly about like the difference between men and women and how they seek out partners and what they're kind of looking for. It's a good one. And then like I said, I have a few things that I'm going to touch on from the last episode, so we'll get there when we get there. Oh, I actually have three TikToks. We'll see if we get into a lot of this. I kind of just wanted to make sure it was enough content, so like I have a big old list, but we'll see. If not, we will get into it on next week's episode. And I do have a pick me patrol. So if you are new here, um, I can't stand pick me's. They are ruining shit. I want to slap them, but I think the best approach is just making people understand why it's damaging to be a pick me. Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that they are a pick me. I try my best not to come off as like a bitch, but just remember it's passion because I'm passionate about sweeping these pick off the streets so that they can learn to be better and not be pick So yeah, I have a tweet for sure this week. It is an extra annoying one, but aren't they all? All right, well, let's get into this song now. This is Promise Me by Marg. I chose you. Such a fucking bop, right? I know. Super vibey, super simpy. So I am a fan. So verse one, she says, open to getting to wake up beside you. Run my hands through your hair every morning. Kiss your lips ever so softly. Hold you in my arms. Tell me you love me and isn't it crazy? We're falling in love so fast. So if you are in that falling in love stage right now, this is that song that you want to send to someone to let them know like, hey, I fucking love you secretly. Like I'm not going to say it yet, but here's this song so you know what's up. You got to test the waters a little bit, you know, especially when it's like too soon and no one has said I love you yet. You can't just be the first one to say it as a girl. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I don't think I would want to be the first one to say it, but you know, everyone is different. But it is always nice when you do fall fast, even though it's scary. I don't know about you guys, but like I never like anybody. It sucks because like if I'm going through a breakup, I can't even just be like, oh, let me go talk to someone else or hook up with someone because no one is enticing enough to me. I'm very picky. I don't know if it's the Virgo in me, but yeah. So when you find someone that you fall for real quick, It feels good. And then in the pre-chorus, she says, Is it this goddess love I've been dreaming of? It's been destined to love. Let's just savor us. I was trying to find out if she's like a lesbian because she said, Is this goddess love? Because either it could be about like her and another girl and they're in like a goddess love, which I love that idea. Or she's talking about she feels loved like the goddess that she is and the way that she is supposed to be loved. Either way, I fuck with it. And also the lyrics about running my hands through your hair every morning. So either it's a girl or a guy with long hair. I don't know. But I'm loving these lyrics so far. She says, Feels so good when we touch. You're so good. Look at us. I choose you for this lifetime and more. Only you never felt this before. So these lyrics are definitely on like that soulmate vibe where it's like you meet someone and it feels like you've known them forever and that even if you were to die right now, you would meet them in another lifetime and another lifetime after that. So yeah, super cute. And I just always got to say, if you don't feel this way about somebody, then find someone else. 
life is too short and too fucking crazy and horrible sometimes to be with somebody that doesn't make you feel like you were destined to be with them. And then the chorus, she says, baby, don't you ever go away. Promise me you'll find a way to stay. All right, so I'm gonna skip down to verse three because it's mostly just like these lovey-dovey vibes. But um, verse three, there's a part where she says, I love when you blow up my phone. Ask when's the next time you'll see me. I know you can't wait to eat me. Oh, whoa. Um, yeah, it gets a little sexual. We love it. But what I wanted to focus on just that line. Um, when you, I love when you blow up my phone. Ask when's the next time you'll see me. Because first of all, yeah, if you're dating someone or even in a relationship, you need to be planning like when's going to be the next time you see each other. Especially when you're like an adult, like living your adult life, working, busy as fuck. Because if you're not planning these things, then it's just up in the air. Then people are going to lose interest or start like doubting whether you like them or not or love them or still are as committed as you were before. Especially for like an anxious attachment person, I think it's super important to like be setting these dates or setting like a certain time apart for each other so that you have like a consistency and are continuing to grow and bond and build these connections. But another thing I wanted to say about it is because like I always see guys online when girls talk about, oh, I love when guys do this, blah, blah, blah. And then there's always like that one dude that wants to be like, oh, I did this, this, and that, and I still got cheated on, or, like, I still got used, or she still didn't want me, blah, blah, blah. And all I gotta say about that is that is a you problem. You need to learn how to read cues, because if a girl likes you, anything you do is not gonna be, like, too much. Anything you do is gonna be the perfect amount. So if a girl's calling you a creep or asking you to leave her alone, that means she just doesn't like you. And then you should stop pushing it. And yes, there are some girls that are users and are just a bitch sometimes. But in general, you should be able to just read the cues of whether a girl likes you or not. And I tell women the same thing too. Like, I see girls complain posting their text messages with dudes being like, oh, you know, I don't even know what the fuck they be saying. But I just know that it's the guy being super short with them or kind of being a dick, and then the girl's wondering, like, I don't know why he's being like this, like, blah, 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 and still going back and forth with a man like that. And I'll tell them the same thing, too. Read the fucking cues. If someone likes you, they're gonna be nice to you, they're gonna be planning when to see you next, they're gonna be making time for you, and they're not gonna fucking just leave you on red or ghost you for 24 hours or however long. So, you know, guys get called creeps when they're pressing it with a girl that doesn't like them and girls are just called like clingy or annoying. Either way, it sucks to deal with people that are mean, but you need to really learn to read those cues because it's just embarrassing for you. The other person's uncomfortable and it's just like nobody is coming out of that happy. Sometimes you just really got to be like, how would it look right now if that person screenshotted our conversation and showed their friends? Am I begging? Am I coming off too strong? And that is a fucked up thing to do, but you know, it happens, let's be real. I know I've definitely posted something like that online before. It was like years ago, and I know it looks corny when girls do that, when it's like them just turning down a guy for no reason. That's not what I'm talking about, that's not what I posted. It was just a long time ago, like this guy I was in class with. So this is when I was in college. And I think we were like in a group project together or something like that um we were just hanging out after class or like before our next class because we had like two classes back to back strictly just like not even friends like classmates I don't know what you call that like a fucking we'll call it a classmate but like one time we were just like chilling and we went to like go um there was a pub I went to Cal State Fullerton and I don't know if they still have it but we got a beer before class and I think he thought too much of it I was literally just like oh we're just like killing time before class beer sounds good so then he started like blowing me up later that night like asking to take me out like a whole paragraph I politely declined I was like I'm not looking for anything right now I think I was like freshly out of a relationship at that time and I just simply was not feeling him like I said I'm very picky It's not even like I have a very specific type at all. 
and it's nothing physical like that like for me it's all just about like the energy not that it's not physical at all because I do have to be attracted to someone but it's not like the things that most guys would think like oh like muscles and tall and looks a certain way like as long as they're cute to me that's all that matters and that's okay and that's how it should be for everyone like as long as you're attracted to your partner then that's all that matters and you should be attracted to your partner like don't go after someone that you aren't attracted to yes looks fade but that's like but they still matter you know I don't know maybe that's just me let me know what you guys think but either way like I turned this guy down nicely, you know, I'm still in a freaking group project with him and he kept going when I tell you he was like pretty much begging. It was like harassment at that point. So that's why like I posted screenshots online. It was like on Twitter back in the day because I was just like, this is fucking insane. And I feel like if you are harassing someone like that, then you should get fucking put on blast because that's really annoying. You're making somebody uncomfortable. If somebody already turned you down, then just take the fucking L and go. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And also, like... Girls, you don't need to give guys any specific reason because what really bothers me is when you tell a dude like, hey, I have a boyfriend, no thanks. And either they'll hit you with the like, oh, well, he's not here right now or like the, but does he treat you right? Which is, that's annoying. But then there's a dude where like, you know, first you're just like, no, because you don't need to give no one a reason. Like you could just fucking say no without having to explain yourself. Like no means no. And then you finally say like, I have a boyfriend And then they finally back off. Like, they respect a man more than they respect a woman just saying no. And that one, I feel like, is specifically for girls that don't have boyfriends that, like, forget about that excuse because that excuse just, like, works majority of the time. So usually when, like, a guy asks for, like, your number or to give you his number or whatever, a girl will just be like, "Mm, no thanks or, like, no, whatever. So then that's why they keep pushing it. And then you finally remember the freaking good old I have a boyfriend. So yeah, that shit is just insane. (laughs) And I saw this girl's TikTok. I was cracking up because it was like so mean, but it was just so right, you know? One of those where you're like, you feel bad for laughing, but you're like, I mean, she's right. She was basically saying like, people are only creeps to us when they're ugly to us. And I'm only saying this because everyone's definition of ugly is different. Like, people that are ugly to me are not ugly to everyone. But say somebody that's ugly to you comes up to you and is extra horny, that is going to be super creepy. But if it's someone hot or, like, someone you're dating, whatever, and they do something super horny, say something super, like, sexual, whatever, then it's just, like, funny or, like, hot, whatever. Creeps are basically just 
people that are ugly to you doing shit like crossing your boundaries. So I just wish like guys knew that because that applies also to like being too pushy to women. Like you need to learn to read verbal cues more. Just pretty much being emotionally intelligent will help you cover all of that. So, but yeah, back to the lyrics. She said, I love when you blow up my phone because yeah, if it's somebody you like, you're going to love when they blow up your phone. As long as it's not like being like too much, you know. But if it's somebody you don't like and they're blowing up your phone, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Get this fucking creep off my fucking phone, right? And you're going to feel threatened. So let's read the room. But yeah, that's pretty much the song. Go check her out and make sure to listen to the full song. I think she might have a song that's a little bit newer than that as well. All right, so that, those, all those feelings from that song is pretty much just, it feels like it's coming from somebody that is in a healthy connection with somebody that just is ready to dive into love with no restrictions or like second guesses, which is beautiful and we all want that, right? But realistically, sometimes, you know, you come out of a bad breakup or you just have like relationship PTSD or you have anxiety or you're in a relationship with somebody that stresses you out or like that you've had problems And, uh, I saw a TikTok last week, this girl, I didn't, I forgot who posted it, but it was just this thing where she mentioned that she just like slept for like 24 hours one day because she had been in like a constant state of fight or flight. And that apparently once you're out of that, your body will just like recuperate, try to like recuperate and just rest. So she just slept for like fucking hours. And I was like, that is interesting because I feel like I had seen other TikToks about fight or flight. So I kind of wanted to talk about the effects of that, like how that comes about and how it affects relationships and how to like try to work your way out of that because it can really fuck up a relationship if you don't deal with it in a healthy way. All right, so brief summary of fight or flight or definition is the instinctive physiological response to a threatening situation which readies one either to resist forcibly or to run away. So we all kind of learn about this in like high school, I think. And it's pretty much just what happens when you perceive a threat and your heart like starts beating, you start breathing faster, you get like tunnel vision, you're just like hyper alert. And this is all to protect you in case of like a real threat But in terms of a relationship and being in fight or flight all the time because of past traumas or even trauma from a current relationship, the thing is that sometimes there are triggers or if you have anxiety, you're going to like perceive these imaginary like threats and situations that aren't even really happening yet and your body being in a constant state of fight or flight. First of all, that's not good. Because that's basically just stress and we all know stress is like so fucking bad for us. But there's also other like really negative ways that it can impact relationships. For example, decision making. And just being aware that you are going through this will help you to just deal with it. And not just let it run rampant and ruin your relationship. So I'm on a Janelle Homan, H-O-M-A-N, dot com says she's a family therapist but I found like a really good article it's pretty brief and just explains the dynamic and like what happens so she explains like some situations in which we can sense a perceived danger right she says it can happen through disagreements thwarted expectations or even through unrecognized primary needs which are validation appreciation love respect our nervous system goes into sympathetic arousal fight or flight mode Our brain has its amygdala fired up and sends a warning. We begin looking around for the danger, in quotes, and the problem, in quotes, because it's, like, not even a real actual threat, right? So we start looking around for what it is that's making us feel anxious, scared for no reason, you know? Like, your heart's beating. It's a horrible feeling. Like, if you deal with anxiety, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you're literally just scared for no reason. Like, you're waiting for something to just, like, pop out at you or something bad to happen it's just like impending doom just like dread is around the corner and you're like what the fuck is going on and then she says we usually find another person to focus our anxious attention on and to blame 
counterintuitively, this is often the same person we are seeking comfort, love, and security from. So I know me personally, when I get anxiety, I have to like really try to control my redirected fear and try not to like go off on people because like having anxiety can just make you have like a really short temper and just like snap for no reason or just feel like everyone's out to get you so you're just very irritable. So on the other side of that, if you're dealing with somebody that is like constantly in this, you have to be very aware of your behaviors because if you're not making them feel like validated, appreciated, you're giving them reassurance if they're asking for it as subtle as it may be. You know, sometimes it's hard to communicate our needs. We feel too needy or like maybe we have it under control or whatever. So like we won't communicate that we need reassurance or that we're feeling a certain way. So then like that burden goes on to the partner to be like, are you okay? And just like picking up on patterns and like triggers and understanding why they start to behave a certain way so that you can try to de-escalate it instead of like taking it personal and going off on them and making them feel worse or the good old get over it, it's not even real or it's not a big deal because none of that shit's gonna make shit better. Oh yeah, perfect. She says right here, in fight or flight mode, we often feel anxious, alone, unsupported, unloved, invalidated, hopeless, helpless, irritable, or angry. Our thoughts and behavior reflect this in many ways, such as protesting, attacking, criticism, defending, and withdrawing. The more one partner leans on these instinctive survival strategies to protest the threat, the more the partner will do the same. They become locked in a negative feedback loop where listening and problem solving are not possible. So this kind of goes back to like how I'm saying like the tunnel vision when you're in this is so bad. You're not seeing the big picture at all. You acting this way can make your partner start acting the same way if they're not aware because they're like, why the fuck are they being weird to me? So then it's you both just being mean and fucking weird to each other, irritable, snapping and just being closed off when really it's like you just want to be closer and you just want to feel heard and understood. So just being aware of all this and paying close attention is very important. She also mentions how all of this happens subconsciously. So it is kind of hard to like get a jump on it and try to stop it when it's already happening. Because yeah, in retrospect, you're like, damn, I understand why I started acting this way. I kind of see what set me off. And like next time I'll do this or I should do this or next time maybe do this for me. But the way that shit sneaks up sometimes, you don't catch it. Like, you think, like, yeah, next time I'm gonna catch it before it happens. But it's not that easy. So you have to, like, really try to be conscious about it and trying to catch it. If not, it'll literally slip on by and fuck your day up. So on moderntherapy.com, it explains, In a fight response, the body becomes highly activated, releasing a surge of energy designed to help an individual escape or attack a threat. In this state, your partner may suddenly feel keyed up and incredibly overwhelmed inside. Here are some indicators that your partner may be in fight response. One indicator is aggression, which can be raising voice, physically acting out, escalating in conflict. Another one is appearing overwhelmed, which would be like crying and shaking. Um, Agitation, anxiety, panic, misperceptions. So that would be like expressing distrust, making negative assumptions. And then violence directed at self or others. So that's like actual fight and like that's scary. And then there's a freeze response, which is kind of the opposite. So in this one, you become disengaged. You just shut down. You don't want to talk at all. You disappear uninterested. Difficulty focusing or remembering details. Depression. Stonewalling, which is not addressing concerns. Refusal to engage in conflict. Substance use to further disengage and avoid pain and being sexually distant. So pretty much all these things, 100%, you should go to therapy. But at the very least, you should be like meditating, journaling, educating yourself, and just being proactive altogether. Like you can't just like brush it under the rug and be like, oh, well, it is what it is. It's how I am. And expect a partner to deal with it because it's not easy on either end it's a really hard situation 
but just having a basic understanding at least so that you're not just brushing somebody off or like feeling like they're irrational because sometimes it can come off as irrational because a response like that can just come out of what seems like nowhere but really it's like the little tiniest things or change in behavior can trigger someone which really sucks but it happens and just being dismissive is not it but it's hard being in a relationship like that. So yeah, you want to definitely try to just be conscious about it so that when you're reacting or making decisions in the moment that you can come from a place of love and be more intentional and how this response is going to affect the relationship in the long term or as soon as like I come out of this episode, how is this going to like make me feel later? Because reacting out of fear, it makes you want to just like control the situation, control everything because you think that you can control all these things. In reality, you can't. But when you're having tunnel vision like that, reacting out of fear, it's going to make you act really fucking crazy. Like you really will be real life trying to control the shit out of everything, your partner, and all that lack of being able to control is going to cause more anxiety. So it's really important to just get that shit under control. And another thing, I was watching this girl's TikTok, I forgot her name also, but she was explaining that being in a constant state of fight or flight like that in a relationship where it's like you're causing that to each other, that sometimes it can also create a false sense of happiness when you receive the bare minimum from your partner. Because if it's your partner that's causing you distress, then all of a sudden they do something like very bare minimum that this one little high is going to make you feel like it's the best thing in the world. So that's also dangerous because if it's somebody that's causing you distress, like you don't need to be with that person. You need to get out of that because you're not, you're not going to heal if the person that's supposed to be helping you through this and making you feel better and grounding you is the one that's triggering you all the time. So yeah, it just really makes you not even be able to think straight and to think that like them doing one little thing, it's all good. It's like the best relationship ever now. And that's why I always talk about like consistency being like the most fucking important thing, like non-negotiable. Because then you will be able to know like immediately, like if they do one nice thing and then it's back to shit and then another nice thing and then back to shit, that's not consistency. So then you can be like, hey, this is a fucking pattern I'm seeing and I need to cut it off versus like, you know, this is good. They hear from me all the time. They do these nice things and then it's still good. And then we disagree, but we handle it in a very healthy manner. That's consistency. And that's when you can know like, okay, this is solid, which is also why just communicating those expectations is super important at the beginning, but also like whenever, like you can change your expectations at any point, whatever like you got to do for yourself, you should be able to do that without somebody being like, well, it wasn't always like that. Yeah, well, it's like that now. So because if you know you have weak boundaries and you're just realizing that like midway through a relationship, then you need to like have a conversation. And if your partner loves you, they'll be willing to work with you and they'll be like, okay, these are your expectations and your standards and what you expect out of me and what you expect from this relationship. Then yeah, I'm gonna do that for you. So that makes you feel safe and that we both know like this is on track to continue to be good for the both of us. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear. So I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, so that kind of brings me into this whole thing about like being controlling versus setting boundaries. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I posted on TikTok a clip from last week 
basically about going on breaks and how like you shouldn't be talking to no one if you're going on a break. I asked you guys on Instagram if you feel like going on a break can ever actually be helpful or if it's just like doomed if you get to that point. Because I think majority of people would think like if you got to take a break, just break up. And I do mostly agree, but I also think that as long as you're both going into it intentionally for the benefit, then maybe it can work in that very rare circumstance, but mostly no. You know, like last week's episode was just about like, say you do end up at that point. And if you're fucking around during that break, then that's for sure not like, no. Like that's why I said like you're just making it worse and like at that point you definitely should just break up. But anyway, so this one guy had commented about like, oh, telling people what to do. I don't know. Honestly, I forgot what they said. But basically, my thing was like, it's not controlling to set a boundary. Like when I say, okay, um, if we are on a break and you fuck around with someone, I'm done. That's not me being controlling and saying like, you can't do that if you want to. You go ahead, do whatever the fuck you got to do. But it doesn't mean I got to take you back. That's not being controlling. That's a boundary. Controlling would be me telling someone what to do, which, you know, asking someone not to fucking cheat basically is not really controlling. But, you know, for the sake of this, there's a difference. And that's why boundaries are key because you don't want to be controlling. You don't want to tell someone what the fuck to do. Like, you can't live your life and be in a happy relationship if you're having to tell someone what the fuck to do in order for them to, like, stay in line and for you to not break up with them. Like, people should be free to do what they want to do, but that's up to you to set your boundaries and be like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, we really realistically shouldn't have to tell people what to do ever. Like, we're grown. You know the difference between what's right and what's wrong. Like, you know what's going to piss your partner off. So just don't do those things. But if anyone ever tries to pass that off as you being controlling, just tell them to fuck off because they literally are stupid. Because that's not what controlling is. Like, tell them literally, go ahead, do what you want. You got to let people do what they want so you can see what it is that they want to do. Oh, and then in that same uh, clip, I had mentioned how, like, if I go on a break and, like, they hook up with someone else, I'm going to want to kill someone, like, jokingly, you know? And some guy was like, yeah, I can't do that shit. I'm, like, too crazy. Like, I'll kill, I'll kill someone, blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, ignored it. But I wanted to make a comment that, like, first of all, I said I will want to kill someone. Not that I will. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he was just saying I'll kill someone jokingly. But I do want to say there is a big difference between women joking around saying that like doing the whole crazy act versus like when guys do it it's kind of scary and it's not the same because women literally get killed by their fucking boyfriends or ex-boyfriends all the fucking time so maybe just don't say shit like that if you're a guy and if you're dealing with a guy that says shit like that that's kind of a red flag like I'm not trying to excuse girls acting crazy or joking about abuse or violence but you know realistically girls aren't out here doing that shit on the same level I'm not saying it doesn't happen ever but most of the time we hear about like shit like that it's guys that are crazy so yeah not the fucking same thing at all yeah it's just if you let a guy just fucking talk unhinged or watch how he speaks on the internet like you would be able to weed out so many dudes like you would know which dudes to just not give a chance to which that brings me to this other uh tiktok that i had seen champagne 93 posted it but it's like um a period after every single letter but she said uh basically she was talking to this dude he was like oh let me take you out and she was like for sure just like give me a time and a place you know set it up and he fucking had the audacity he said oh, you're high maintenance. Like, no, I'm not going to do all that. And she basically was saying like, wow, like this is really a fucking easy way to just weed out dudes that are not worth your time. So yeah, I 100% agree because even though like that is the most bare minimum effort to just like set the time and place, that is going to weed out a bunch of dudes. Like guys are fucking lazy and that just shows you that they don't really fucking want you that bad because if they did, They would hop on their phone so quick and like Google somewhere nice to go and tell you a time and place. Like they'll be 
eager to see you. Like they'll be trying so hard to impress you. So 100% that is a great way to weed out douches that are trying to waste your fucking time. That is a bare minimum man that sees a fine ass woman and is like, let me shoot my shot because these guys are shameless, have nothing to lose. And then some girls fall for it and they end up with some fucking dude that ain't shit because they didn't weed him out. Gotta make him fucking work for it. Not in a manipulative way or anything like that at all, but like, really? You can't just give me a time and a place? Set something up real quick? Do you even like me? All right, y'all, it's time for Pick Me Patrol. Let me read you this madness. Uh, all right, so uh, this bird brain ass bitch said, wifing a woman that can't cook is insane. When I tell you, pick me's will not let up. Oh my God, it's like they're training to become more fucking annoying every single day. Like, you know, you can hop on the internet and say whatever the fuck you want. But when you are worried about what other men are doing and the other women that they are picking and you're trying to put them down, that is a definition of a pick me. Like you're mad because a dude picked a girl that can't cook. Like you obviously must not be shit if you're so fucking worried. Like that's all you have to offer. Work on yourself, babe. Like some guys literally do not care if you can cook or clean. Like if a guy fucking loves you, he's gonna fucking wanna be with you regardless. And at the end of the day, like this is a basic thing. Women want a dude that can cook too. So to sit here and try to like drag a girl down because she can't cook and she got picked. How many dudes out there can't fucking cook and women are okay being with them? You know, like it goes both ways. Like if you want to call that embarrassing, then it's embarrassing for girls to be with guys that can't cook. But you being able to cook doesn't make you better than no one. Like it's just really not hard to pull a man. Like if your standards are not there, it's not hard to pull a man. So for you to be on the internet trying to impress dudes, like it really just tells me that like you are boring, you are dumb, you have nothing to offer, like you really ain't shit. All you give a fuck about is male validation. And if you actually have standards and you want a good man, no fucking good man is gonna be out here on the internet trying to get with a fucking pick me. Because a good man is not fucking misogynistic. Like, if a guy really fucks with you at the end of the day, if he knows how to cook, he'll teach you how to cook. But I literally don't know, like, I want to dissect your brain. I need studies done. I can't wait until there's actual studies one day. Speaking of men that ain't shit, though, last week on Instagram, I posted that clip from, um, it was like an episode from two weeks ago, I think. Where I was talking about BBLs. It was a man that said like, oh, like, I don't like girls that have BBLs. I like a natural body because genetics matter. And I was just like, okay, that's weird. Why would you say that? What the fuck does that even mean? That is so weird that you want your daughter to be curvy. I am not fucking kidding you. When this guy actually freaking like hopped in the comments and defended that statement. Like it blows my mind that like, Men have to defend men no matter what. Like, they'll say the stupidest fucking weirdest, weirdest, weirdest shit. And men are just like, well, that's a man, so I have to fucking defend him. Like, why can't you just objectively see that that was a weird fucking statement to make and just, like, agree, like the video, or don't like the video, I don't give a fuck, and, like, keep scrolling. Like, for you to actually hop in the comments and defend that is so fucking weird This fool made himself look so creepy. I swear to God, the comments are probably still there. If not, I have screenshots. Like, I don't know why. I was just like, this is crazy. I need screenshots. Like, I don't know why. He said, I want my daughter to have something to offer her husband one day. Talking about curves. A curvy body. He real life said he worries about what his future daughter's body is going to look like because he doesn't want her to not have an ass. He doesn't want her to not have an ass and be insecure and blame him. Like, he was being so fucking weird. Like, ladies, please ask your boyfriend or a guy you're talking to, do you worry about what our daughter's body is going to look like? Like, do you want her to be curvy? 
if he's like weird, dump him right now. Like that is such a fucking weird sentiment. I'm like still shook from it. Like, and then he kept trying to like compare it to like wanting to have a tall son so that he doesn't get bullied and blah, blah, blah. Trying to ask me if I would date a short guy. I'm like, what? What is wrong with these men? Like just projecting and just bringing up unrelated shit. Like I literally made one statement and you want to like bring up all this other fucking bullshit, like fake scenarios. Like why? I'm talking about this. So can we talk about this? You know, like I can't stand people that do that shit. Like stay on topic. I'm not fucking going back and forth with no one that's bringing up hypotheticals. And if as a man, you are so concerned about your daughter having a curvilicious body to offer her husband in the future, seek therapy. Don't ever have kids. Like, men like that do not need to be having kids, and it blows my mind that, like, they're allowed to have kids. I feel so fucking bad. Like, his kids are gonna have such a complex. Like, that shit is so toxic and sad, and I literally worry for daughters that are born to fucking men like that. Like, that shit fucking sucks. Like, that shit was just, like, giving me eugenics vibes. Like, this man, if he could fucking create his daughter with, like, the most perfect specimen to create the most perfect specimen, like, he would. Like, that is just the weirdest shit to even be thinking about. Like, you should only be thinking about creating a healthy child. So, all that projecting and deflecting was just annoying as hell. And I pray for him. But, yeah, men that are just, like, super combative like that, that, like... Like, he literally hopped in the comments, like, I don't necessarily agree or disagree, I just like to debate. But you don't even know how to freaking properly debate, because you're just pulling random shit out of your ass. Like, learn how to debate for real, and then maybe I'll entertain it, like, if it's, like, actually going somewhere and you have critical thought. But I'm not going to engage with no one that's, like, no offense, but, like, weird and doesn't actually know how to debate. I always hear girls talk about how, like, they go on dates with guys and, like, on the first date they're trying to, like, freaking play devil's advocate for everything or just, like, debate them on everything or argue and are just super combative like that or are just, like, super combative like that and it's, like, no, that's a red flag. Dodge men like that at all costs. Like, imagine being in a relationship, like, you wake up and you're, like, hey, good morning, babe, what a beautiful day and they just want to fucking argue about everything how horrible. All right, so one last thing I wanted to talk uh, wanted to talk about is something I mentioned on the last episode since I'm on the topic of like weeding out fucking men. Um I was talking about how you know, sometimes it's nice to like ask your partner like to help you pick an outfit and like to look cute for them and get their input and how it's like not shameful to like go out of your way to look cute for your partner because I feel like there's some girls that like are like so against that and just think it's like horrible to like ever wear makeup for a man and just can't admit that even just a little bit it's for your man or just to look good in public not really generally to man but just to the public like you know I got into it last week but yeah I don't know that shit just irks me a little bit but anyway um when I was saying about asking your partner like what you should wear I think that's also just a good little test to see if they're controlling. Because this, this is where, like, someone actually can be controlling versus setting a boundary. Like, telling someone, I'll break up with you if you wear this. That's fucking weird, you know? And if they're telling you not to wear something, that is controlling. So, you can always just see how your partner tries to dress you down or if they're trying to, like, manipulate you into dressing differently for whatever reason. Because I feel like guys love to just get a girl that dresses a certain way, looks a certain way, and then just, like, get her to downplay herself and, like, not be the baddie that she is. It's so super weird. You know, like, a man that loves you is gonna, like, love you just the way you are. They're gonna support you dressing however you dress as long as it makes you feel good and you feel confident. They're gonna love that. Like, they're gonna want to show you off to the world. Like, if a guy's trying to hide you and dim your light, that is, like, a sign of insecurity and possessiveness, controlling, all that. Like, you don't want nobody like that. Because that will just trickle into every other aspect of your life. They're gonna be trying to control 
who you hang out with and what you do. And you should be able to just have trust. Like, you can go out with your titties all out and that shouldn't be the end of the world. Because if you're loyal, then, like, there's nothing to worry about. (laughs) That reminds me of this other TikTok I just saw, actually. I think it was, like, a podcast. It was this girl and then these two guys talking and the guys just, like, talking about how, like, I don't know if they were boyfriend and girlfriend or if they were just talking about a scenario of, like, girls in their freakum dress and going out with their friends and looking all fucking cute, you know? And, like, a cute little dress just showing out, looking good. And this man was just like, well, what is the guy version of the freakum dress? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what? Like, you gotta go out and do that. And the girl was like, damn, y'all dudes want everything that girls have. Like, just let, like, girls live. And he was like, well, I'm gonna go out in gray sweatpants after I take a blue chew, which I had to Google what that is. It's like Viagra, basically. So this man was trying to compare a girl going out looking good because she's gonna get attention because he's so insecure. He was trying to compare that to him going out with a fucking boner and sweatpants. Like when I tell you some men are so insecure and just like insane. Like, if your girl going out looking good makes you feel like doing all that to try to get some attention, to get even, then you need to look inward, do some healing, because your girl getting attention shouldn't make you feel that way at all. That's so fucking weird. Alright, well, that was a lot of me venting, lots of topics. I hope you guys didn't feel too yanked around with me switching it up like that. But there was a lot that I had to just get off my chest. But I feel better now. And I hope you guys learned something at all or just agreed with me or anything. I don't know. Let me know. DM me on Instagram or email me at simpinafterdark at gmail.com. Because sometimes my like DM requests get confusing or I'll lose track of them. Yeah, make sure to check out simpinafterdark.com. I have hoodies on there. And follow me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to follow the Simpin' After Dark playlist on Spotify by AshleyM91 with two Y's. I'm always updating it with songs that I do on the podcast, potential future songs, or just songs that I'm vibing with. They're new songs sometimes, sometimes they're older songs. Just basically whatever I've had on repeat and want to share with you guys. But yeah, hit me up. Let me know how you liked the episode and what else you want me to talk about. If you have any drama or anything you want me to give my opinion on and I will do my best to get to it. Alright, enjoy the rest of your week and have a beautiful weekend and I will see you guys next time. Bye.